Hello, Michelle Laurie here, and as promised, I am thrilled to announce that our tickets for Australian True Crime Live are now available. Join me in Sydney, Brisbane, and or Melbourne this July. You can come to all three if you want. These tickets are expected to go very quickly, so be sure to secure yours by visiting the link in our podcast bio, or you can head over to the Australian True Crime Facebook page. There'll be a nice link there for you. If you've been a listener for any length of time, you'll know how passionate I am about true crime stories from Australia. I'm looking very forward to an incredible evening together with you, sharing these captivating tales. We will have great guests as well, so you know we love a Q&A. If you've ever come along to an Australian True Crime Live gig, you'll know we love a Q&A with our guests. Don't miss out. Book your tickets today and I'll see you in July for a memorable night out. The producers of this podcast recognise the traditional owners of the land on which it's recorded. They pay respect to the Aboriginal elders past present and those emerging. Hello there. I hope you've managed to squeeze in a break over this Christmas period. I know a lot of us still work or if you have kids at home like I do, it's anything but relaxing. And it's possibly even harder than ever to find time to do something for yourself like listen to your favourite podcast. So we've made it easier for you to catch up on our Adore Beauty shows by popping them all right here in one little goodie bag for you. Yes, all of that advice, all of those tips and all of the product information for every budget is right here. Enjoy. Hello, Joanna from Adore Beauty. Hi, great to be back. Hey, can you notice the glow on my skin? I actually can. You're looking very radiant. What's happening? I think it's a SkinCeuticals vitamin C glow. I would not be surprised if it was the old CE for all it. Yes, I think it is. That was your big, yeah. that was my big takeaway from last time we spoke. It's an expensive one. If you're going to spend 200 plus on a serum, that's probably the one I'd tell you to spend on. Well, I'll tell you what happened. Firstly, I used our code, you know, our discount code, yes. and it coincided with a sale. There was a oh. time when it was marked down. That's the dream. Yes, and also I took your advice about spending less on the moisturiser because, mm-hmm. remember, I was loading up and I was buying an expensive or two expensive moisturisers, one for daytime, one for nighttime. Yes. And, I, yeah, I wasn't really spending that much on the serums. So all of those things combined meant that it, it worked out for me and, uh, yeah, it, I think it's working out. I think it's better. I'm very glad that you're seeing good results. If anyone does want to use that code, it's True Crime 15 You can get $15 off orders over $75. Exclusions do apply. But I'm very pleased with that. I'm happy with my recommendation to you now. I love to hear that when people are like, oh, I used what you told me to and now I look great. I'm like, awesome. That's my job done. <laughs> Matt very kindly popped up a little question for the Australian true crime audience around beauty questions and what questions they had outstanding after our last few segments together. And I've taken that and I've then formed what we're going to talk about for the next couple of weeks that you'll hear these segments on Australian true crime. So today I wanted to talk to you about retinol, vitamin C and sunscreen, which I would say is the holy trinity of anti-aging. I don't love the term anti-aging, but I think age management is a good way to put it. We just want to look as good as we possibly can, whatever age we are, right? Like we don't want to look older than we are and we don't necessarily need to look 21. We just want to look our age and we want to look great. So I would say that our retinols, our vitamin Cs and our sunscreens is exactly what's going to help us to achieve that. As you just said, you've been using a vitamin C with great results. That's a very potent vitamin C, the SkinCeutical C for a week. That one's $233 and I don't expect everybody to be able to afford that. As I said last time we spoke, you know, I think these are the sorts of things that are great to ask people for for gifts Mm. at times like Christmas time and maybe ask a few family members to chip in on because we often say, oh, I don't want anything. People are come on, tell me, what can I get you? And we say, I don't need anything. I don't want anything. I don't know. Yeah. And we end up getting junk. They end up giving us collectibles and crap, (laughs) more crap around the house. And I keep saying, I don't need any more Buddhas, you know. Yes. So (laughs) this is a great thing to ask for, something self-carey that we would never, ever spend our own money on. 
And you know what? Something like a vitamin C, vitamin C is an investment ingredient. It's something that gives you insurance on your skin for the future because that's how vitamin C works. So first let's go to retinol because I think that's the the thing that most people would know about. Everyone hears retinol on TV ads. Even if you're not into skincare, you've probably heard about retinol before. It's written on all the jars, even exactly. at the supermarket, everywhere you go, that's the word. Yes, totally. So our retinoids are derivatives of vitamin A. You can find them in prescription topicals. You can find them over the counter and products you can buy from Adore Beauty, but they treat a variety of skin concerns topically. It's one of the most studied skincare ingredients and it is the gold standard of anti-aging. So you'll find it in oral medication as well for the treatment of acne. So if you've ever heard of roaccutane, that's basically yes. oral vitamin A. But retinols, when used topically, they increase cell turnover. That then results in new cells being generated, and that gives you a smoother texture. It brightens up the complexion. And because they encourage that cell renewal, they also increase collagen production and they improve elasticity as well. So you can expect to just see an overall improvement in the bounciness of your skin the reflectiveness of your skin, the plumpness of your skin. You will probably notice if you've never used retinol before, you can sometimes experience um, what we call a, a retinoid reaction, which would be flaking and redness and dryness. And I think a lot of people that have purchased a retinol off the shelf somewhere and they've never used it before will go in and start using it every day. Big no-no. <laughs> that will... Um, that will definitely lead to a lot of dryness and flakiness. But the key with retinol is to ease in slowly. Start with something that's a beginner level. So I'm going to give you some options for that once I've chatted about vitamin C. But best to start off low. Don't go in with the highest strength thinking that's the way to go. If you're, you've hit 40 and you're like, oh shit, where'd these lines come from? Start slow and then build up. Yeah, we can have a tendency to you know, start high and hard with exactly. things in general. <laughs> yes. And it's just, if, trust me, it's not the way to go with, with retinol. It, it will end badly for you. Um, so retinol can also help to balance sebum production and reduce congestion and refine pores. So for those that are prone to acne or breakouts, it's also a really good ingredient for that too. So it really is just this powerhouse ingredient that can do anything, essentially. I absolutely swear by it. I think everyone should think about having it in their routine at least post 30 because it really can help with any aging concerns that pop up. But anyone that does experience pigmentation, breakouts, is great for them as well. Now that you mention it, oh yes, I'm always complaining and have always complained about my pores and I'm just realizing I have not thought about my pores in months. Yeah. It just well. kind of, when your skin is elevated overall you know you don't notice any of those things and and the other thing I find is that I'm not wanting to wear as much makeup and mm -hmm. I'm not I'm suddenly wearing a sheer makeup or none at all or I'm just wearing like a tinted something or other or you know yes definitely makes a difference to our confidence for sure a lot yeah. of us would have gone through a stage in our life where we're like, oh, I'm just not happy with my skin right now. And especially as we start to age and you notice your face changing and you see photos of yourself, it's kind of a bit confronting, especially in this day and age where we just live in a place of filters and you yeah. know, we're, only we're only given imagery of youthful people. It is really hard to age in this climate. It is. And I think you gradually add... As you age, you gra gradually add more makeup, you gradually add thicker makeup, more, especially I guess in my age group, maybe things like contouring have mm -hmm. been invented almost as I've aged. So I'm adding all of yep. these techniques and it becomes a lot. And yes. then suddenly I realise, yeah, there's a lot on there and it's I'm at an age where there shouldn't be so much makeup on and it's kind of not looking good. And then, and then when you start to take better care of your skin, you realize you can take all of that off. It's a really yeah. good feeling. Yeah. And we'll chat about makeup hacks in a future segment as well, because I do want to talk about bringing the glow back to our skin with makeup too, because sometimes it's a mixture of both. I'm really addicted to matte makeup and I... Yes. To really right. matting it down, I'm scared of not. <laughs> Look, I think that's probably reflective of the time that you grew up yeah, because yeah. having matte makeup was really popular, whereas for me, it's dewy makeup. Yeah. I'm scheduled to slide off or something. I don't yeah. know, that, but I am looking forward to that conversation. Uh, yes. Well, we'll get onto that in a, in a future episode as well because I think that's a really important topic. 
Um, but to go back to our vitamin C, so we've covered off our retinols and why they're so amazing for our skin and, and age management. But our vitamin Cs, as you said, you've noticed just a overall luminosity to your skin has been added back in. So vitamin C does encourage collagen synthesis or production. It helps to stabilize collagen fibers, and then it also decreases collagen degradation. So overall, it's really helping to support the collagen that's remaining in our skin because it does start to deplete. I think it's after age 25, which is a little bit depressing, but it is what it is. And it also decreases melanin formation. So then that reduces pigmentation in the skin too. So if you find you've got really uneven skin, you're dealing with melasma, for example, and you can't have you know, light-based therapies that might aggravate melasma a little bit more, a vitamin C product can be really, really helpful for just managing um, that melasma, especially as we go into the warmer months too. Can you talk about melasma, please? Can you, because I didn't know that's what it was called. I didn't know what it was until I happened to be at the doctor about something else. And I said to her, oh, and this, this just popped up. Mm. One, and it started with one dark patch on my sort of jawline. Yep. And then I said, oh, and I think there's another couple of dots just up on my forehead. And because I got a lot of sun exposure as a kid and we were coming into spring, I just thought it was maybe a few freckles popping up again. And she said to me, and I said melasma, but she said, oh, it's melasma. And yes, you must treat it. Mm. It won't go away on its own. And she sort of made me think, oh, it's, it's something. So can you tell us what it is? The thing with melasma is that it's absolute pain in the ass to treat. It's something that will continue to come back as you get more sun exposure. It's triggered by a variety of things. So essentially, it's just patchy pigmentation that pops up in different areas of the skin. It's often really deep lying underneath the skin, and then it will pop up as you get sun exposure. But it's also triggered by heat. It can be triggered by hormones. So a lot of people will find that they experience melasma when they're pregnant or when they go on oral contraceptive pills. It's a different um, texture as well, isn't it? It's when I, I it notice can it be. particularly when I put makeup on, I realize, oh, it's slightly texturally different as well. Yeah. And look, it's worth also seeing a dermatologist for those kinds of concerns as well, because it can be a variety of things. It could be sun damage. It could be sunspots. It could be melasma. It could be pigmentation. So there's lots of different things it could be. And it's worth having someone take a really close look at it, identify what it is, because melasma really should be treated quite carefully. Something that's going to aggravate it a lot more is laser and light-based therapies. So you've got to be really careful when you are treating it because you could just pop into a beauty clinic and go, oh, I want to get some IPL, and then you end up worsening it. I feel like it's one of those things that in the past maybe women, particularly my mum, has said to herself, oh, well, that's just getting older. It's an age spot, yeah. you know, and they've just thought, oh, well, you've got to live with it, and that's how I look now. And I say no to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, <Don't> no <laughs> to that. <laughs> No, this is not how I look now. No, I'm just going to fix that. Ways to prevent that. Sunscreen. It's, it's, yeah. If I can drive anything home to younger listeners, it's wear sunscreen every day. doesn't matter where you're based. Just get in the habit of wearing it every day because it's that cumulative sun exposure that occurs throughout your whole life that leads to accelerated aging. And it's kind of important to also mention intrinsic versus extrinsic aging. So the intrinsic aging is that, you know, inevitable genetically determined aging that's going to happen whether we like it or not. And then our extrinsic aging is the lifestyle factors that can change the course of our aging. It's smoking, it's sun exposure, it's um, alcohol consumption, it's sugar consumption, all of that stuff that can accelerate aging, which we've got a lot of control over. So we know that 80% of accelerated aging is caused by UV, which is just huge, especially in Australia. We're just absolute sun lovers and we can't get away from it because we've got a hole in the ozone. So (laughs) please wear your sunscreen. Yeah. And anyone with older friends or parents, mums in particular, who grew up in the sun, Mm -hmm. even if they took care of their faces, you can see it, those incredible photos of them, you know, with their perfect faces and their Mm -hmm. chests. Yeah. Looking looking like a completely different person. And it's it's never too late to wear sunscreen either. I think a lot of people are, oh, it's too late for me. I won't bother. It's never too late. But I do want to give you some recommendations before we finish this segment. They're all very entry-level formulas um, suitable for all skin types. So for our beginner retinols, as I mentioned before, don't start strong. Go in a little bit easy on yourself and maybe start a couple of nights a week. So I would recommend the Viviology Retinol Serum. That's about 60 bucks. Um, That's a 0.3%. That's a really lovely formula. The Alpha H Vitamin A Serum, that's about 80 bucks. Again, one that I really like myself. 
And then a cheapy option is uh, around $30 for the Boost Lab Retinol Night Renewal Serum. Now, the vitamin Cs, I do want to warn, they tend to be a bit more expensive. Vitamin Cs are a bit more challenging to formulate and stabilize, so they tend to be at a higher price point if they're a good formula. I really like the Medicaid C Tetra. That's about 86 bucks. The Alpha H Vitamin C is about 80 bucks, And then the Aven Aoxidative Antioxidant Defense Serum is about $65. So that's probably the cheapest one that I personally use in my routine. Uh, but as you said, you, you've gone the full bougie selection there with the SkinCeutical C for all like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not mucking around because I never used skincare for most of my life. Like I've yes. only just started using skincare in the last yeah. five years. Welcome to the cult. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I think I've got a lot of time to make up. I always used soap and water yes. and all of that. And then a couple of years ago, I thought, oh, you know, I'm pretty lucky. Ge- you know, I'm genetically blessed from my grandmother's side of the family. I should yeah. do something. I should, I should take care of my skin. And yeah, I've got a lot of catching up to do. But I do, I have always found, and you said it to me and other people have said it to me, that if you're going to use one thing, even make it vitamin C, so mm-hmm. vitamin C serum. Even when I've taken vitamin C supplements, I've found it's made a difference. You oh, know, really? Orally. Yeah, definitely. I've always found mm. that to be a really powerful. Yeah, well, it is an antioxidant. Yeah. So it does wonders. But that yeah, and you... uh, avocado. I used to eat an ah. avocado, like half an avocado a day. Yeah. Well, the good that fats in there. Omega yeah. oils. Yeah. Uh, well, if you do want to snap up something for yourself, you can use the code TRUECRIME15 for $15 off orders over 75. Exclusions do apply. I think that wraps up our segment for today, but I'll be back next week. Joanna joins us from adorebeauty.com.au. Today we're actually going to touch on adult acne slash hormonal acne because that's some of the feedback we got from the Australian True Crime audience. They wanted to hear about what the hell to do for pimples when you're in your 40s and why the hell is it happening. Oh, so annoying. Oh. And you'd be surprised how many people are experiencing adult acne or hormonal acne later in life. You think as a teenager, you're like, oh, this will be over soon. As soon as I hit 18, this will be done. That's <laughs> just yes. not the case. Oh, yeah. no. I still get the odd pimple. In fact, I think I didn't get a, a pimple for about 25 years <laughs> and then now, you know, every now and then I get one, I go, what the hell? Yeah. yeah. What is that about? And look, it can be a variety of factors that drive adult acne. And a lot of us that have experienced acne as teenagers may then go on to experience it later in life when we go through other hormonal changes like pregnancy or menopause. So, you know, medications, lifestyle, diet, inflammation in the skin can all drive acne or breakouts. But the biggest culprit is usually the increase in androgenic hormones or testosterone, which drives an increase in oil production. So that tends to be, you know, for people coming off the pill, for example, which I've done recently, it's the oil. My God, it is coming out of everywhere. My hair's oilier. My face is oilier. Like I can't control it. And I'm experiencing breakouts for the first time in, you know, 15 years. And I remember as a teenager, my natural sort of inclination and the product's swung this way as well, was to dry out my skin as much as possible. It's like it was almost crispy. Yes, and that's why I want to have this conversation today because oh. protecting our skin when we're going through this is so important not only to getting your skin into a better place but to just support the recovery of your skin too when it's having a breakout. So we don't want to be drying the shit out of our skin. That's the last <laughs> thing we want to be doing because it ends up impairing our barrier. So our barrier is what keeps all the moisture in and it keeps all the irritants out. If we impair that barrier, we're then encouraging pollutants to get into our skin and irritators to get into our skin. And all of that starts to drive inflammation. It can worsen things like breakouts. It can make you more sensitive. It can make you more red. So we really want to help to protect that barrier, even when we are treating breakouts. So there's some ingredients to look out for that we want to focus on for hormonal or adult acne. Those are salicylic acid, Yes. Which is a BHA, a beta hydroxy acid. Those are oil soluble acids. So when we say acid, I don't want to scare anyone with that term. They're really not scary. They're oil soluble. So they help to get into the pores and really break down any congestion that's sitting in there. So salicylic acid is a really important ingredient for treating breakouts, but you also shouldn't go overboard with that. Just be quite measured in how you use it. 
I always say I hate recommending spot treatments because I don't trust anybody. (laughs) Everyone that uses spot treatment, they put it on three times a day. Just put it on once and then leave it for 24 hours. And then if you've still got a big whitehead there the next day, then you can pop a little bit more on. But don't go back three times to the mirror that day and be putting a spot treatment on because it's probably got something like salicylic acid in it or benzoyl peroxide, and that's going to dry out the area and really impair the barrier in that spot. The other ingredient is retinol, which we spoke about in our previous segment, and then niacinamide. So niacinamide is vitamin B3. That's a great ingredient for balancing oil production. It helps to protect our barrier. It helps to brighten the skin. It's probably the ingredient I would suggest to any beginner. If you're going to start with any serum, try niacinamide. It's just a stunning ingredient. It does everything you would want it to do. I absolutely love it. I swear by niacinamide, especially for more sensitive skins. And it really helps to support the skin when you are going through this irritation phase, you've got breakouts, you're oilier. It really helps to support your skin when you're going through that. I remember the other thing is, you know, we, we always wanted to pick at them and, you, you know, you don't want to do that. Obviously, you don't want to squeeze them. You don't want to be picking at them. And when I was a teenager, these things didn't exist. And then I saw them and I thought, oh, they can't be good for your skin, those patches that you can buy now. Mm-hmm. And But I asked you about them for my daughter and you said they were actually all right. Yes. So I'm a big fan of pimple patches. So most pimple patches will contain what's called hydrocolloid. So hydrocolloid is used in wound healing in hospitals and it has been for many, many years. And they also just stop you from touching the area and introducing more bacteria, which I constantly do. I can't stop myself from touching. I do it subconsciously when I'm sitting at my desk. I just pick and pick and then I go to the mirror and I'm like, why is that so red and swollen? It's because I haven't left it alone. So putting a pimple patch on uh, something like the COSRX Master Pimple Patches, they're $7.90 from Adore Beauty. If you want to use the code TRUECRIME15 to put that towards your order over over $75, definitely do that. I always get one in my staff orders. Literally every month I order one so I don't run out. But they're great. They just stop you from touching it, from spreading the bacteria. They help to reduce inflammation in the blemish and flatten it out. So if you've got a big blemish on your chin the night before an event, If you pop a little bit of salicylic acid on that spot, let that dry, put a pimple patch over the top, I guarantee you'll wake up the next day either with that ready to be popped safely, please use Q-tips, clean fingers, don't use nails, or it'll be flattened for the event and you can easily put makeup over it because it's the trickiest thing when you're trying to conceal blemishes and they're all dry and big and swollen. You can barely cover them. So if they're flat, you can cover them a lot easier. Oh, there's nothing worse than any of the crater that you then fill with makeup. Yes. <laughs> oh, I know. And then you wake up the next day and you're like, it's so much worse than it was. <laughs> oh, yeah. Crispy crater filled with makeup. Yes. So there's quite a few salicylic acid products that I do recommend. There's some spot treatments. There's like the Aspect Stop Spot Stop stop spot maybe mm. i don't know what the full name is you'll find it on the site um the asap radiance serum with ahas and bhas is a great product i love mixing that with the asap super b complex which again is an niacinamide love to mix those two serums together for acne prone skin the important thing with using these ingredients they can make you a little bit photosensitive which means they make you a little bit more susceptible to being burnt So it's important to wear your sunscreen during the day if you're using alpha hydroxy acids, beta hydroxy acids and retinoids. Um, You do really need to be wearing sunscreen every single day if you aren't already because, it, again, it does increase your susceptibility to sunburn and just damage in general. Yeah, and also check your products, I guess, to make sure that it might already have it in it, right? Yeah. That you're not just like tripling up. It's safe just to use your sunscreen every day. But yes, on the doubling up point, that's something I see all the time. I do a lot of consults on the side as well because I'm a dermal therapist. And a lot of the time people are sending me their list of products they're using and they've got double ups everywhere. And I'm like, this is where it's important to have a chat to an expert, like someone on Adore Beauty's chat, or even in our Facebook group for our podcast, Beauty IQ Uncensored. If you want more information on products, join that Facebook group. You can just find it, you know, on Facebook by typing in Beauty IQ Uncensored. Our audience there have a wealth of knowledge because they've listened to every episode of our podcast. So if you ever feel like you just aren't sure where to go for advice, head there or use our live chat and we can help you to select some products. But I see it all the time. I'm like, oh, you've got three hyaluronic acid products in your routine. There's no need to be using all that. <laughs> and so, you know, it's it's kind of funny, but also it's a waste of money. Yes, so- exactly. And I'm all for saving money where you can with skincare because I'd rather people save their money to spend on items that are going to work instead of three things that do the same thing. 
spend the rest on something fun. Exactly. <laughs> totally agree. Yeah. So you can get advice on, and particularly as we've been saying, you know, if you're going to maybe go online and buy somebody a gift, a Christmas gift, or if you want to use this to say to somebody, I'll tell you what you can get me for Christmas. Yes. I really would love some great skincare because I've suddenly started breaking out again and I don't know what to do about it. You know, maybe you guys could go in together and get me some some products. Yes. That they can go and and ask someone and say, okay, this is for my sister-in-law. She's 42. She's yes. suddenly started breaking out, you know, and someone can help you make sure you're not doubling up, tripling up and Get yeah, a nice pack together. And don't underestimate the power of also seeing a dermal therapist as well. If you really are struggling with your skin and you just don't know what to do, they'll always do a consult with you. They'll recommend what products are right for you and what treatments are right for you. And while we're kind of on that topic of treatments, there are some things that you can have done professionally that will help with breakouts too and helping to curb that. So in-clinic peels can be really beneficial. You can get salicylic acid peels that are a bit stronger than our at-home stuff, as well as glycolic peels. LED light therapy can be great. I absolutely, I've got an at-home one as well. I know that you've got the Dennis Gross one. I've got a trophy skin one at home um, that's a panel and I just sit under that three nights a week and it just helps to keep my skin from getting any inflammation that I don't want it to have. I've got rosacea, so it's important for me to keep inflammation at bay. I don't recommend anything like microdermabrasion or needling if you've got active acne. If you're going to a clinic that's recommending that you've got active acne, I'd probably recommend going somewhere else. I don't recommend microdermabrasion at the best of times. Um, needling's great, but it, it can drive further acne if you've already got breakouts there. Yeah, it doesn't feel right to me to yes. have needling if you've got acne. Yes. So just be careful where you're going. See someone that, you know, from a reputable clinic. And if you're really not sure, just see them for a consultation first. See what they say and, and what your vibe is. I feel like it's like selecting a psychologist because you're going to end well, up bearing all your inner demons <laughs> to them anyway. So That's right. Just like selecting a psychologist, you might have to shop around a bit. Exactly. You know, <laughs> yeah, just know that going in. That is all very good advice as usual, Joanna. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, what's the code again? The code is TRUECRIME15. Get $15 off orders over $75. Exclusions do apply. Joanna is back with us from adorebeauty.com.au. Hello, Joanna. Hello, everyone. Good to be here. This one could be a tough one for you. We're breaking a lifetime habit, I hope. Yes. I am addicted to matte makeup. I am addicted to putting on my foundation and my contouring and then powdering it down so that it doesn't move ideally for 24 hours if that's what <laughs> if that's where the, the night takes me and, and for all sorts of I want to be able to scuba dive in this makeup and have it yeah exactly where I put it okay so we love a long wearing foundation I'm hearing and powder and and then okay. and then I'm going to spray it with something in the olden days we used to spray it with um hairspray, hairspray. of course yes yeah. <laughs> with, um, yes I used to do that in high school yeah with extreme yeah. setting taft hairspray we don't recommend that now <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you I still do sometimes it depends on how big a night I'm planning <laughs> oh god yeah I can't recommend that to the audience but there are a lot of good setting sprays out there now I do want to ask you why the powder are you worried about looking shiny are you oilier what's the reason for the powder is it just habit it's a bit of habit but also I feel like yeah I, I do still have an oily t-zone and I feel like if I don't powder it at some point in the night I'll turn it I feel like it'll slide off I feel like I'll turn around and it, it will be gone in patches have, has that happened before or you just got this fear of it I think it has <laughs> I, I can't even tell if it has or not or if it's just a fear I think it has Okay. All right. Well, there's a few things we can address there. I think if you're oilier through the T-zone, we could look at introducing more of an oil control primer. Makeup Forever have a really good oil control primer that I would recommend. Mm. Might need to get that one out to you. Um, You can just apply that in the T-zone, apply a hydrating primer everywhere else. I think I'm so like obsessed with my pores that I'm always looking for the pore, um, you know, minimizing primer. Benefit have one called the Porefessional. I've got them all. Don't worry. But it's like I can't put all the primers on, can I? No. Well, you can't put all the primers on, but skin prep is very important for making sure you've got a a good base underneath for your makeup to work with. If you're really dehydrated or oily, your makeup's never going to last. 
But I think with the powder, we just need to be placing it in areas where we do actually get oily and avoiding it in the areas where we don't. That's going to really help you to avoid looking sweaty and oily versus dewy. So we want you to look dewy. We want you to look really youthful. We want you to look bouncy, Mm. but we don't want to look sweaty which I'm currently dealing with because I used to have dry skin and since coming off the pill, my skin's oily. <laughs> Gosh. Like, I put my dewy foundation on and by the end of the day, I'm like, whoa, I look like an oil slick. This is just crazy. And you don't, we don't want that because we don't want to look in the mirror and be super reflective. So how do you avoid that then? How are you avoiding your oil slick vibes? I powder just in areas where I know I'm going to be oily. So ah. beside my nose, yeah. over the center of my forehead, yeah. above my lip and my chin. Yeah, so same. I'll just place powder in those areas and then I'll leave my cheeks so that I can get that beautiful luminosity on the cheeks. I can have light hitting it because if you're applying powder all over your cheeks and it's a translucent setting powder, mm. you're losing that natural light that tends to hit our skin and reflect it off. Yeah. And that's what really gives you that beautiful luminous radiance when you've got a nice dewy foundation on. Mm. So that's what we're going for. I would just powder through the center and be light-handed with it. Just give it a go for the next week, Michelle. Maybe just for the next week, go a little bit more light-handed on your powder and see how you feel about it. Oh, okay. How exciting. I reckon you can do it. I've got faith in you. Um, But there's some skincare ingredients we can use to enhance luminosity, and this segment's all about bringing back the glow. So some skincare ingredients that can really help to promote glow and radiance without having makeup on are glycolic acid. That helps to resurface the skin. It helps to get rid of all those dead skin cells that are causing dullness. We've got our retinol again. That's been a star ingredient of mm-hmm. this time around when we've been chatting. Uh, niacinamide again, which I've spoken about quite a few times, and vitamin C, which you've already experienced the results of. Which I so love. So all those ingredients in your skincare routine will really help to give you that luminosity um, and clarity in your skin without having makeup on. But if you're not quite at that stage where you're using lots of skincare and you really just do want to be getting an instant effect with makeup, there are a few products that can help with that too. And mainly more of that tinted moisturizer texture. I'm always a less is more girl. I don't like a full coverage foundation. Contrary to you, Michelle, I know you probably love the Estee Lauder double wear. Oh, are you joking? I used to go for the, the cryolin. Is that what it's cryolin. like? Stage makeup stick. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And we I, stock that. Yeah, it's I a great product. I love it. Oh, if you've got an event on, my yeah. God, that's just bulletproof. Yeah, sometimes I'll still go for that. But but as I was saying a few weeks ago, you know, now that my skin texture is so much better, I've really pulled back and I'll go yeah. a lighter foundation now, which is exciting. Yeah. 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 And look, you can shear out full coverage foundations as well. You can yeah. just apply less of them and have a more dewy base underneath, like moisturize really well underneath and then apply it just to shear it out and give you more of a natural finish. Mm. Um, or you can go in with you know, your makeup brush and give yourself full coverage if you need to for an event. Go full kabuki. Full glam. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so a few products that I, and I love cream products. Mm. I'm a big fan of cream products for all ages. I think mature skins really get a lot out of cream products. And I think, you know, our mature age group is probably more used to using powder products because that's what they've been used to using for the last however many years. But I'd love to encourage cream products. So the Huda Beauty Blush Stick in Coral Cutie or Perky Peach, I think it's called. Just absolutely gorgeous. Brings this nice like rosy tint to your cheeks. It looks really natural. It also, I swear you will get compliments when you wear this. Everyone in our office at Adore Beauty is obsessed with it. Beautiful. You will get compliments from using it. Um, Napoleon Purtis also have a cheek switch blush that's really lovely too. Yeah, I love a creamy blush. I love it. Just a few dots on there, you know, and just kind of blend it out on your yes. on the apple of your cheek there and it's gorgeous. Yep. Mm. And if you like something a little bit more pigmented, the Benefit Benetint mm. can be used on lips and cheeks and that's like a stain. So that will really last. If you're used to having really long wearing products, that's a really good one. I love cream bronzers. Mm. I'm a real big fan of the cream bronzers. Anastasia Beverly Hills has a really good one that's in a... Um, it's you need to put a brush into it. It's not a stick, but you you can use just a flat brush and then apply that to your cheeks. But there's nothing wrong with using a angled brush to apply a bit of powder bronzer. You'll still get a little bit of luminosity if that's got a bit of shimmer in it. Mm. Um, but if you're using a matte bronzer, sometimes just changing over to a cream can really give that bounce back to your skin. And then some actual foundation products that I swear by. 
the ultraviolet daydream screen, that's a 50 plus. Now you will need to wear SPF underneath that because none of us are applying half a teaspoon of foundation to our faces most of the time. Um, So you do still need your SPF underneath, but that is a 50 plus formula. So it's just giving you that extra sun protection. And for a more full coverage, Michelle, which I think you would really like, the It Cosmetics CC Cream. Now it does say CC Cream, but it definitely is more of a full coverage foundation finish, I find. Um, You would love that, I think. Do you have any tips for choosing the right shade for yourself from an online shop? I mean, that yeah, I always found that difficult and I never do it right. Yes, our founder actually came up with a program. It's called Foundation. And so you put your other foundation matches into this program on the site. So you just go to like a foundation product page and it just says, find your shade. You put in all your other shades, your foundations you own, and it'll spit out a shade for you. (sighs) And it does that because the more people that input their shade into there and it's the right match, it then helps to form the algorithm of suggesting shades. So so it makes it really easy to shop online. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another one I love, which is a cheapie, is the L'Oreal Paris Nude Tinted Plumping Serum Foundation. Absolutely stunning. I was shocked by it. I love it. I didn't wow. expect to love it, but it's just stunning. Really dewy finish and the Huda Beauty Glowish Skin Tint, I think it's called. I've been absolutely smashing that. I'm <laughs> almost through the whole tube and I've only had it about a month. That's also a gorgeous, gorgeous foundation beautiful but it's also really important to make sure you prep your skin very well for these products just make sure you are using a primer or even just a rich moisturizer underneath if you've got a drier skin your makeup will always last better if you've prepped your skin properly can you tell us the the process please because i know that you know you don't want to kind of go too quickly what what's the order do we still put everything on say straight out of the shower what's the order Yeah, say it's your day routine Mm -hmm. and we're going from skincare. So we've cleansed in the shower. We've then popped our vitamin C serum on. We've then done our sunscreen. We brush our teeth. We brush our hair. We go and sit down at our little makeup table. We whip out our makeup bag. So so by that stage, our our sunscreen has had like a couple of minutes to kind of settle in. Like say maybe 10 minutes to just kind of sink in, settle in. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And then you can use a primer that's suited to your skin type. Mm -hmm. So if you're an oilier skin, you might want to use an oil control primer. If you have drier skin, you might even want to use something like the It Cosmetics Confidence in a Cream. I love to use that as a base for drier skins. And then you can go in with your foundation. So I always apply my foundation first. Some people like to do their eyes first. I've just always done my makeup this way. Me too. Doing foundation first. It feels wrong to do my eyes. I'm so confused when people do their (laughs) eyes and they don't have their face on. And I've tried to do it. and I'm like, I can't understand. I look hideous I look like a zombie yeah. I don't understand and I always do my makeup yeah. I make up really weird when yeah, I try and do that so anyway, I, I go in with my foundation and then I start from base up and then I work my way up my face basically and work my way around so it's just important to get that base step right where you're applying the right products you're putting them down first then you're going in with your foundation so it's got something to sit on and to stick to really because if you're just putting it on bare skin you'll find that your face will tend to eat your foundation throughout the day yeah you might find that you get that um makeup separation around your nose or your chin where you get a bit oilier or you might find that just cracks in areas and you can kind of see it's gone really patchy that's probably an indication that your skin's a bit dehydrated so there's lots of different ways that your makeup can tell you what's wrong I know. Underneath. What about um, sometimes I go through phases where it's like the primer kind of balls up. Yes, I, what it's very is that? common. What's that? Yeah, yeah, it's peeling. So it's when the product is just balling up underneath. It, it often comes from when you're rubbing products in too much. Mm. It can be helped by applying less of a product, but it can also just be the nature of how certain products layer. Products that are really concentrated with silicon will tend to pill. Again, that pore control primer or oil control primer, very um, heavy on the silicon. So you'll probably find that they tend to pill a little bit, but try patting into your skin instead of rubbing um, and just be mindful of how much rubbing you're doing. I know that when I first started using primers, I was using way too much though, because it's actually, it's quite, and particularly then now, you know, sometimes people will use a specific eye primer as well. And that's really small amount, isn't it? Yeah, tiny, tiny amount. And you can also just use concealer to prep your eyes as well, but still apply a primer to your eyes if you can, just obviously with them closed. <laughs> um, but you can use like hydrating primers on your eyes if you find that your eye makeup doesn't last. If you're someone that throws your eyeshadow straight onto bare skin and you find that it doesn't last all day, 
it, that's why you need to be prepping the skin. Um, there's lots of eye primers on the market. Otherwise, just use a concealer in the area, powder that down, and then put your eyeshadow on top and you'll find it lasts a lot longer. Yeah. It makes the baby Jesus cry when you put it on straight on your skin. Too. Yes. <laughs> so that's another good reason not to do it. Please don't do that. <laughs> and then finally, the one one more product I do want to mention is the Tanlux Super Glow Hyaluronic Acid Serum. It's got fake tan in it. So it's really gradual. You can apply it every day if you want to, and it just gives fairer skins that nice luminous glow. You and I, it's perfect for us. I do want to do that. Oh, what's it called? It's called the uh, Tanlux Super Glow oh. Hyaluronic Acid Serum, and they've also got one called the Face. And those drops you can just put into your moisturizer, and it transforms it into like a, a gradual tan. But it just gives you that little bit of healthy glow. Uh, whenever I'm at my palest, I'm like, oh god, something looks wrong with me. Yes. <laughs> I look sick. Yes, yeah, it so does. I do love that for bringing back a bit of glow. It makes such a difference, doesn't it? To it, to it, I swear it takes five kilos off for a start when you're yeah. wearing when you've got a fake tan, <laughs> and it just does give you a glow people start to say god you look great oh your eyes are yes. sparkling oh you look so good Fake yeah so that's another necessary one for bringing back the glow but i hope that was helpful <gasps> very 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 yes i saw you taking notes so i think you've got a list <laughs> <laughs> i know you'll be using the code true crime 15 for 15 dollars off orders over 75 yeah 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 Definitely. I'll be using yeah, fake names. You won't know. <laughs> I'll be kicked off the site. <laughs> Thank you so much. That is another ripper. No worries. Joanna is back from adorebeauty.com.au. Hey. And hi. It's lovely to see you again. <laughs> this is a good topic for a Look, a couple of my girlfriends and certainly for my daughter because mm -hmm. they are always complaining when, when they say to me, all right, what, what products are you using? Just tell me what you do and I'll do it. And then I tell them mm -hmm. and they go, oh, God, I'm not doing all of that. Yeah. Because for me, my skincare routine, as I've said to you before, I didn't have one until only about five years ago, but now it's part of my self-care. I love it. Mm -hmm. I look forward to it every morning and every evening. And I like to add extra elements in if ever I can, <laughs> but they say it's too much and they want a simple, simple, easy routine. Well, that was similar feedback that we got from asking for Australian True Crime audience input. Mm. There was a few questions about simple routines and what if we've got 10 kids at home, we don't have time for this, <laughs> what do we use? Well, then I think you need more time. That's a really yeah. good reason. <laughs> it's a really good yourself. reason to shut the bathroom yeah. door, lock it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we did have a similar discussion around men's skincare because, you know, the men in our lives tend to be a little bit lazier with their skincare. Not always. My boyfriend loves to do his skincare routine. But if for those that are looking for something simpler, there really are only three things you need to do in a skincare routine mm -hmm. to help support skin health. And that's cleansing, moisturizing, and SBFing. So if you're making sure you're cleansing your face at the end of the day and sometimes in the morning. You don't necessarily have to cleanse in the morning. You can just splash with water if you want to. You're using a moisturizer twice a day and using your SPF in the morning and reapplying throughout the day. Then you're doing the best thing you can possibly do for your skin. If you really want to see change in your skin instead of you know using this prevention tactic of just the cleansing, moisturizing and SPF, then you want to introduce things like serums and acids and retinols and you know those kinds of ingredients. That it really is that simple. Three products, that's really all you need in your routine and it's a, it's preventative really. Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. And uh, particularly if you're a younger person and you can get away with that sort of thing, but then if you, like me, get to a, a more advanced age and you think to yourself, all right, okay, now I do want to hold on to what I've got for as long as I can. You know, I'm, I'm not ready to, as I've said earlier, you know, in earlier shows, mm -hmm. go, oh, okay, this is just what I look like now when your st yes. skin starts to show a few signs. <laughs> no, you go, no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. <sighs> then what can you fold in? Is there sort of one or two things that you can fold in where it's still yeah. simple? So I want to I touch on multi-purpose products mm. because those that are listening to this going, uh, yeah, I do want to take it up a notch, but I'm not going to do 10 steps. Yeah. I think it's worth recommending products that have quite a few different ingredients in them and have, you know, quite a few different actions on the skin. So one of those products is the Alpha H Midnight Reboot Serum. Mm -hmm. That's got your glycolic acid. It's got a retinoid. It's got peptides. It's got hydrating ingredients. So something like that's going to really transform the skin. You will see 
results from that product. What are peptides? Peptides, it always makes me laugh when I see peptides in a beauty thing because last time I heard about peptides is when footy players were taking them and they got yes. banned and everything. So I'm like, great, what are peptides they? Peptides in skincare, they basically help to commun- improve the communication between cells. So they're a really good anti-aging ingredient. They help to improve the way the skin works, essentially. It is quite a complex explanation if you get really sciencey but if we look at it basically that's what they're doing Um, so when they're alongside proven anti-aging ingredients like retinoids and glycolic acid they're really quite complementary in a skincare formula so that's why i love the alpha h midnight reboot that could be used a couple of times a week underneath your moisturizer at night make sure again you're using your sunscreen during the day because it's got those retinoids and glycolic acid in there Um, Another product is the Dermalogica Smart Response Serum. Now, this one's really pricey. I wish it wasn't because it's such a nice serum. Got lots of antioxidants. Again, it's got your peptides. It's hydrating. It's a really nice anti-aging product. I do really recommend that one. Helps to treat redness as well. So if you've got the cash to splash on that one and you want to use that twice a day, I'd say go for it. That would be one that you can use daily. A cheap option. The Ordinary Buffet Plus Copper Peptides, oh. I think that's under $50. Yeah. So that's a real mixture. It's a cocktail of like hydrating ingredients. Again, it's got your peptides. It doesn't have any retinol in it, and I don't believe it's got any acids in it, but it's really this um, hydrating peptide cocktail that you can use for anti-aging purposes. And then, again, we've got something more on the affordable end of the spectrum, the Skin Institute Rejuvenate 15, which... Again, I'm going to say it, peptides, they're in there. <laughs> oh, great. They are and in there. Yes. So all of these are more your anti-aging type treatments. Um, they're also going to help to hydrate the skin and just get it into a, a better state. It's, they're going to make a difference to your skin. If you're using nothing else except a cleanser, moisturizer, and SPF, and you introduce one of these, I can pretty much guarantee, and I'm probably not allowed to say that, but I can pretty much guarantee that you will see results from using these serums in your routine. And great. you don't need all of them. Pick one. Pick one. And look, the more affordable ones, they're still great, but you're not going to see the same results from them as you would from something like a Midnight Reboot, which has the retinoids and the glycolic and the peptides and the hydrators. And what about exfoliating? How often should Mm. we really be exfoliating? And how? Like, should we be using those scratchy ones or should we be using the chemically ones? Great question. I hate physical exfoliants. As a dermal therapist, I find them really too abrasive. Now, I say that from my angle because I've got rosacea. So if you've got a more sensitive skin type, physical scrubs are doing you no favors. Chemical exfoliants are are where it's at. So that would be things like your glycolic acids, lactic acids, or your AHAs. Mm -hmm. Um, They help to break down those dead skin cells on on the surface of the skin. But also enzyme exfoliants are great for sensitive skins because they reduce the chance of over exfoliating because they really only dissolve and eat away the dead skin cells that need to be taken away. And then they leave the ones there that need to stay. Whereas chemical exfoliants can't really differentiate and they just take away everything. So they're great. Yeah. <laughs> and they they tend to be a little bit gentler than a physical scrub where you're you can potentially impair your barrier, but there's so many good physical exfoliants on the market that come in cleanser form and come in more of a toner form, like liquid gold. Some people might've heard about liquid gold before. It's a really popular glycolic acid treatment, Mm -hmm. Uh, but you can also just find glycolic acid and lactic acid in facial cleansers to use in the shower, um, which can still count as an exfoliant. So I tend to say avoid scrubs in in general. If you've got a really robust skin or maybe a men's skin, they can probably tolerate a physical scrub quite well but they're not for me personally. So those ones you were talking about that are in the cleanser, obviously you're you're Mm -hmm. using them every day. But um, the other ones, the glycolic acid and lactic acid? I'd say probably two to three times a week, depending what else is in your routine. So you shouldn't use those ingredients with retinoids Mm. uh, just because it can sensitize the skin and impair your barrier. It can lead to over-exfoliation. So you've got to just be careful with those ones. Um, So I'd say two to three times a week. But see how your skin tolerates it. If you find you're red and sensitive after using it three nights a week, then go down to one night a week. That might be enough for your skin. It does really vary with every skin type. Everyone's going to be different. It really does, doesn't it? I bought some of that, um, this mud that I kept seeing on Insta, I think, mm-hmm. and it was like, um, oh, this amazing mud pack that, you know, and I, and it, so it comes in powder form and it really, I, I used it and it just really left my skin so red and stingy after that. So yes. that means that I had damaged my barrier, doesn't it? 
Potentially, yeah. Mm. Or you were maybe a little bit sensitive to some ingredients in that product and it just wasn't the right fit for you, which is, look, it can happen. Not every product is going to be designed for our skin. Now, look, a really easy way to select some products, if you're not sure, we spoke about this in an earlier segment, is to try a discovery kit. And it might be something that you ask someone else to buy you for your birthday or Mother's Day or whatever it is. But there's lots of different discovery kits on the market ranging in price. We've got the Ordinary Daily Set. That's really quite affordable. That's got three products in it, I believe, a cleanser, a moisturizer and a serum, I think. So you probably you'd still need to grab your sunscreen. Um, the Alpha H Vitamin Discovery Kit, that's got a vitamin A, B, C and E in it. I love all of those serums that are in that pack, so I definitely recommend that one personally. The Aspect Essentials Kit is also another really good one, more on that higher price point. And then the ASAP Platinum Collection is like, ooh, the full kit. Like it's in a really nice box. It's got all the instructions in that one as well, which I love. It's got a full like, this is when to use this, this is when to use that. So if you feel like you're a bit of a novice and you're not sure what goes where, that would probably be a really good one for you to try. And it's not ridiculously expensive. I think it might be 100 and something. But for as many products as you get in that, it's honestly worth it Um, and worth just trying a few different things like, oh, I really love this serum. Oh, that one didn't work for me. I'm going to just repurchase these two that I've tried. So that's a really good way around it just to get your hands on something and give it a crack and then you can decide which ones you do repurchase. Oh, how fabulous. And don't forget, if you're not sure if you're buying for somebody else or if you're buying for yourself, you can always just ask. You can ask the lady at adorebeauty.com.au. Ask our customer experience team. There's live chat there. There's email. There's our Facebook group for our podcast, Beauty IQ Uncensored. So you can go and join that on Facebook and have a chat with our hosts, me and Hannah, Mm -hmm. and also our audience as well are are a wealth of knowledge too. And you can use your code TRUECRIME15 to get $15 off orders over 75. Um, Exclusions do apply on that one. Fabulous. Fabulous. Now is the time to treat yourself or just like maybe start a routine if you've never had one, like I had never, you know. Mm -hmm. I was That can be someone's New Year's resolution. Yes. Yes. Start a skincare routine. I'm going to get on top of my skin. It makes such a difference and it makes a difference to your well-being and your whole kind of mental attitude and and everything. It's really good. Thank you, Joanna. Thanks for having me. This has been another Smartfella production in conjunction with the Acast Creator Network. Hello, Michelle Laurie here, and as promised, I am thrilled to announce that our tickets for Australian True Crime Live are now available. Join me in Sydney, Brisbane and or Melbourne this July. You can come to all three if you want. These tickets are expected to go very quickly, so be sure to secure yours by visiting the link in our podcast bio or you can head over to the Australian True Crime Facebook page. There'll be a nice link there for you. If you've been a listener for any length of time, you'll know how passionate I am about true crime stories from Australia. I'm looking very forward to an incredible evening together with you sharing these captivating tales. We will have great guests as well, so you know we love a Q&A. If you've ever come along to an Australian true crime live gig, you'll know we love a Q&A with our guests. Don't miss out. Book your tickets today and I'll see you in July for a memorable night out.